Hello friend and welcome to episode 25. Yes, we've hit the quarter century in the True To You podcast. Today I want you to come a little bit closer. I want you to turn that volume right up and make sure you listen very carefully to what this woman has to say today. And I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about today's guest, Phoebe Simmons. She is the founder of The Blow, which is Melbourne's premium blow dry bar experience. And what you'll love about this episode is that Phoebe is just straight up audacious. She had the audacity to build a business that embodies her values, has a very, very clear mission. She knows exactly who her customer is and they deliver for those customers every single day. And they have this beautiful, beautiful element of contribution to their business. So that beyond the service itself, the experience that you get in the salon, there's this underlying desire to empower women and have them walking out feeling like they can conquer the world. The Blow extends this value of contribution and community by partnering with Australian charity, Share the Dignity, and they host the most incredible live events in-house. They've collaborated with people like Lady Brains, Yes Queen, uh, Moxie Period Products and Bumble Australia, just to name a few. As you listen to Phoebe's story, you'll notice that Every step of her career uh, has led her to where she is today. She's built really important relationships. She has an ability to be an indispensable employee. And if you haven't read Seth Godin's book, Lynchpin, I recommend you race out and get that right now because you'll find out exactly what that means. And she's learned to play to her strengths and own her weaknesses. This is a brilliant, brilliant episode for anyone on the cusp of launching their business or any woman looking to level up professionally because Phoebe has the goods. Alrighty, let's get into it, shall we? This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Welcome to the True to You podcast, Phoebe. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's get into it. First question, and this is a question I'll ask all of my guests because we all want to know what gets you out of bed in the morning. (laughs) Well, I've always been a really driven person. So I would say it's always been around passion and working on something that gives that gives me a lot of energy and human contact and um, great connections so at the moment for me that's the blow um, where I get to meet all of these extraordinary women every single day um, in our business and um, so every day I just wake up really excited to be able to um, go and hear their stories and work with our team and um, and build this brand. Yeah that's incredible I 
I 100% resonate with that, that it's that connection piece. Uh, when you get to connect with people and like you say, hear their stories, hear about their day, hear about what's lighting them up right now. It's, uh, it's definitely the icing on the cake, isn't it? When you're a super busy woman like yourself. <laughs> That's the thing. I think when I started this business, I didn't actually understand that there would be this really great upside around meeting really interesting people, particularly women, um, because I just thought about building the brand, building the business. But the thing that has surprised me um, so pleasantly is that women are coming out of all of these different areas of life and whether they're a guest who's coming into the blow and they're telling me all about what they're up to or it's a business partner who wants to connect and do something together in, in way of an event or a collaboration. Um, there's just so, there's such strength and passion and dynamism in the female business community and I didn't quite understand how important that would be to me um, before I started. Yeah, and I think that's testament to you, woman, <laughs> and how you show up. And um, something that we used to say when I worked for Lululemon was that our stores, we are really simply about creating the conditions for magic to happen. And it's about the people and um, not the fact that we sell awesome product, but the experiences that we can create for them. Completely. I mean, that obviously that's such an important part of it and I think that well that's what I wanted to do with the blow I wanted to create this space where women could come together they could feel really comfortable um to be themselves and not be intimidated by hair um, and to have confidence that the service would be fast and effortless and empowering um and so obviously the space the space helps to facilitate that and um and we we're getting the benefits of it even now today having met met through that amazing amazing yes we'll talk a little bit later about um how we connected but uh i want to rewind the clock a little bit and uh talk a little bit about your career journey because everybody loves a hero's journey <laughs> and the highs and the lows and we all know that um, there's something that got to you got to got you to this place of creating the blow and I know that you worked for a number of years for some of the world's most premier brands and that must have been super exciting and I know as a young woman to uh, dive into that sort of work it's uh, it's very much exactly what you want as a young woman isn't it to be uh, immersed in that so tell us a little bit about your career journey where did it start what were some of the highs and the lows that got you to this point today sure well it, it's you know what it's like it's always looking back it's like gosh that worked out really well, didn't it? Um, but you don't know it at the time and there was never one direct path. Um, but I was the beneficiary of great connections, good luck and a ton of grit and gumption. So I did commerce at Melbourne Uni and when I was at 
when I was studying, I was working in the back room for Mecca uh, at their head office in Richmond and I was packing their internet mail orders when it was a much different level of operation than it, um, than it is now. Um, I was able to write a little bit for them for the blog and do a bit of like online copy and things like that. So it was a great little um, toe dip into the world of beauty and marketing and business. I then had a really, really bad um, car accident. I used to ride a scooter around town and I got hit pretty badly and I decided at 21 that I should move to London. So I moved over to London at 22 and I got a job as a marketing assistant for Nude Skincare, which was a natural skincare company owned by Bono and his wife, Ali, um, and their partner, Brian Meehan. And I was there for four years, but two years in, they sold Nude to LVMH, which is Louis Vuitton, Moe Hennessy. It's the largest luxury goods uh, company in the world. They own brands like Dior, Marc Jacobs, Sephora, Guerlain, Fendi, Celine, Bulgari, now Tiffany, all of them um, that you can kind of count. Um, obviously Louis Vuitton, which is their their flagship. So in that time, I was spending a lot of time between London and Paris under the tutelage of the Dior team. And we were really learning at that time how to build a brand. And so we were developing mood under the uh, the LVMH guidelines. And it was there that I got a really good understanding about how to develop a brand's DNA, its positioning, what it stands for, what makes it unique in the market. Um, and then I was keen after that to move to Asia and have some um, business experience there. So I moved to Singapore where I was based, um, working for Benefit Cosmetics, which is another really big brand for LVMH. And I, my job there was to expand Benefit's business across Sephora in Southeast Asia as Sephora was going into all of these exciting emerging markets like Indonesia, Thailand, um, Malaysia, India, in Singapore. So I was getting some really good business experience there, but my heart was always in marketing. I was always, um, I really love that creative side um, and marketing is so multifaceted. So when I moved, when I was keen to move back to Australia after 18 months in Singapore, I um, went to Sydney as the marketing director for Benefit. Um, I was there for three years with a team of 10 um, that included all elements of marketing. So PR team, digital team, uh, the retail team, VM, product management, um, which was an incredible time, amazing experience, definitely quite young for the role, but ready. And I learned there to be incredibly decisive and to um, really uh, be incredibly strategic so that the team could follow a very clear direction. And yeah, and then I got the idea for the blow and I moved back to Melbourne 18 months ago to start the blow. Amazing. Uh, and the blow is very much one of a kind, isn't it? Blow dry bars haven't yet uh, exploded like they have in the States over here. They Why would you see that? Blow dry bars do exist in Australia, but I thought that they could exist in a different way. So when I was traveling um, to San Francisco a lot for benefit, I was experiencing the phenomenon that was dry bar, that is dry bar. It's a hundred million dollar business with a hundred locations and women would line up from 7am to get their 
you know, once or twice weekly blow dry. And it's part of just an expectation um, that North American women mainly professional women would get a weekly blow dry just like um, their nails or their brows and I knew that nails and brows had come to Australia but blow dries hadn't really come to Australia in a really big easy effortless convenient way so when I came back to Australia like you know and I've got really really terrible hair and obviously you know with my job a little bit of imposter syndrome so I felt like I really had to put my best foot forward and I couldn't find a blow dry bar that was open at the right time in the right location. And the right location to me meant in the CBD from 7am because I had meetings at eight or eight 30. And if something opens at 10, it's too late or even eight, it's too late. Um, that was a consistent service because blow dries can be quite overwhelming and intimidating to some women because some women don't, know what to ask for and often it's just like well I don't want to look like a Texan housewife but there's many different ways that you can go about it and because hair is so important it's so crucial to get that right and to have that communication and that consistency um all fleshed out and also an affordable price um I I, competitive price I really don't believe that blow dries should be a luxury I'm not about the champagne I'm not about the chandelier I really believe that women do want to get their hair done once or twice a week to feel their best to be able to put their best foot forward to feel confident to go into an office to smash glass ceilings to go on a date and have an incredible time and feel really really strong and invincible but if a blow but they can only access that if it's in a convenient location at a competitive price um, with a consistent kind of service and in a place that feels really, really cool um, where they can be themselves. So I, when I saw, I did see some examples of blow dry bars done in Australia, but I felt that there was an opportunity to be able to put my own spin on it and serve up what I um, thought that, professional powerful interesting women um expect and deserve Mm. yeah and i think what you really articulated there was uh before you opened the first the blow you got really clear on who it was for and what it was for and and what perhaps the what the existing competition, if you will, were doing and how you could create something completely different. Can you tell me why, so you'd previously worked for these huge brands and now you've decided to create, uh, I guess, a bricks and mortar or a space. Uh, what was the, What was the actual turning point where you went, you know what, I've, I've got to do this. Like this is eating away at me and if I don't do it and you sound like you're one of those women that can't let that happen for too long (laughs) yeah I'm not I'm not the kind of person who grew up thinking I want to own my own business I didn't have that drive I I hear a lot of stories about people who do I wasn't necessarily driven by that I just saw that there was a need in the market I couldn't believe that it hadn't been met I had the experience um, and the passion to be able to meet that need so I did it. That's yeah. basically, that's basically um, all there is to it. I just don't believe, I don't believe in um, sitting on things for too long. I'm like quite an instinctive person. So I just went out and got it. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I love that for anyone listening that is sitting on ideas. What Phoebe's saying is so important and it doesn't, it doesn't need to be a certain scale either, right? You know, you can open a store if you want to, but there's other ways that you can start. And um, what I guess was the, the scariest moment though of this process, because it would have taken a bit of financial risk and things like that. So I don't, I don't see it as a financial risk because I knew it was going to work. Um, the scary part was signing the lease, like because that's a five-year lease and it's a lot of money to be on Little Collins Street. But um, it wasn't that I wasn't scared because in that it was a risk or it wasn't going to work. I was just like, whoa, that's a long time to me to be committed to something and I better do this really, really well. So it was putting that pressure on myself. Um, but yeah, like just putting on that dotted line, I'm like, oh, and like making those first kind of bank transfers, it was like, oh, that's a lot of money. Um, but like seriously, YOLO, like we're all going to die one day and I would much rather um, be able to end my dying years on doing something that was interesting and different and challenged me in, in new ways and um, opened me up to whole whole wealth of new experiences so um I just thought it was worth it yeah do you think when you had that accident at 21 that was a huge turning point in terms of shifting that your mindset into the the YOLO (laughs) yeah I think so I think yeah I think so I um it was a pretty the reason I brought it up was because it was very much a fork in the road um you know, I, I just saw it as a sign that I need to, to be pushed um, somewhere else. And um, and I just trusted that that instinct. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Okay. Well, let's flip it for a second. So you talked about the scariest moment. Perhaps for everyone listening, what are some of the things that have been most rewarding? Tell me how long you've been open as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's, well, for the blow, it's been incredible. I think generally as a businesswoman in my twenties, what was, and traveling around the world, um, for business, what I, what were the real highs was being able to sit at the table, learning from the best, taking it all in, being elevated early, um, and having, being in a position where you had to make decisions on the spot that were with a very steady hand. Um, and I think that that gave me a lot more confidence to be able to open my own business. Like when I, you know, I'm standing there with the, um, standing in the blow with all of the builders kind of around me, like, you know, that eight people working on different things and they're asking me, what do you think about this? And what if we change this ceiling, blah, blah, blah. And you just have to say, yes, no, you can't say, oh, maybe I'll think on it for another 24 hours. Like you just have to make a decision. And um, that's something that's kind of carried through. For the highs, for the blow, it's just been, it's been a really interesting experience. The hard part has been the staff um, and finding the right team that represent our DNA and the experience that we want to serve up, but also the experience as a team. Um, And that's always a hard one to get right because you're dealing with, you know, 
competing schedules and different um, career goals um, and, you know, all the rest of it and per- different personalities. But that, that's been challenging, but it's also um, been incredibly rewarding as well. And we are so, so lucky to have our brilliant team. Everyone just brings such a different energy to the table and I love them for that. Um, the, the, another really rewarding thing has been all of the events that we've done and the connections that we've made through um, our business partners. Um, so we work with a lot of like-minded brands um, to host events. Like we have a partnership with Share the Dignity. So we did an event on ending period poverty that was hosted by um, Rochelle from Share the Dignity and Mia Klitsas, who is the founder of Moxie and is a good friend, and Emma Rutherford-Wood, who's the founder of V, which is an incredible bamboo Uh, underwear company and they came together and we really um, you know did a ticketed event breaking down the taboos around periods and um, talking through solutions on how we could help to erode the um, the taboos and the um, the stigma around periods and then you know I did another event with Jamila Rizzi and we spoke about how to conquer your workplace with confidence. And that gives me a lot of joy because I'm not a hairstylist. So I can't do much in the day-to-day, you know, hairstyling piece. I can be a receptionist, but that's about it. I need to let our experts do their thing um, as hairstylists. So what I can bring is a different energy to the space, which is through eventing, through bringing women together around topics that I'm interested in. We have a big focus on feminism so our events um, are usually skewed that way um, we did an event recently with the incredible podcast she's on the money victoria divine is such an interesting woman and um, she and my friend anna mack who hosts lady brains which and lady land which is another incredible podcast we did an event on how women and millennial women can find financial freedom so that's been a really cool piece of the blows journey and something that I'm excited to continue to evolve. But the, the one moment I think that really sticks in my mind is um, six months in. So on March 8th for international women's day, we decided to put our money where our mouth is. So we usually give, well, every day, every blow, we give $1 um, to share the dignity. Um, so, so far we've raised over $15,000 for them. Um, but on International Women's Day, we decided to give away all of our blow dries for free. We were open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we asked all of our guests to instead donate whatever they wished to share the dignity. And we were able to raise $5,800 in one day. And more than just the donation, because we're small, and I know that sounds small, you know, versus what Woolworths or whoever's able to give, but what was really cool and still kind of gives me goosebumps is how the community rallied how we had all of these incredible guests coming in that day wanting to be a part of something bigger um recognizing that hair there's so much more to the blow than hair it's about being able to come together as a community and lifting other women up and that was that was definitely a key moment and we did something similar around International Day of the Girl in October and we'll obviously be continuing that, um, all of these kind of initiatives um, for years to come. Yeah, and I think that uh, that's the beautiful thing about businesses that are for purpose is that 
uh, I assume a lot of the people that come are already your guests anyway in, in the salon, but you have the possibility of reaching more people and connecting your community on something that it, for these things that also you're, you're bringing awareness to, they're really important. And it could be easy to not bring them up to, uh, you know, water it down, but it sounds like you're not about that. And I think this is an example where we need, you know, when more women to come together in these sorts of experiences, because you've seen firsthand how powerful that is. Oh, completely. And it's just, an, it's a national tragedy that some girls don't go to school uh, every, for a couple of days every month because they've got their period. And I think anything, look, it's not a sexy topic. It's not something that um, I think a lot of people feel comfortable talking about, which is more reason why someone like me and someone with a platform like The Blow and with my network, um, why it's so important that we speak up. Yes, yes, a hundred percent, and 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 normalize the conversation because it's about time that we did. <laughs> I'm a real, real advocate for this as well, and uh, it also I notice when women come together and talk about something that has had stigma, has had shame for so many years, and we all have our own stories around our first periods and things like that, but you just notice as soon as one person starts talking about it and opens up that possibility, how connected women get. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. 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 Um, amazing. Oh, I just, I'm just so in love with what you guys are doing. I'm so, I, it makes me so proud. It makes my heart like light up when I hear that. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk for a second. You've talked us through your career transition uh, to date and opening the blow. But what I would love to know from you, this is getting a little bit more specific. And I know you alluded to some of these skills that you built in your career. Uh, you mentioned that you had a lot of gusto, but you had some luck uh, and great relationships and great connections. What were some of those skills that you developed over time in your previous work that you were able to transfer uh, into this new business yeah. and really stand behind and then outsource perhaps the things that weren't your strengths uh, and bring into your team? And that's so important, right? It's really understanding your strengths so that you can lean into them and understanding your weaknesses so you can lean on the experts so that's it's a very clear one for me because I own a blow-dry bar but I'm not a hairstylist mm. so um anything around hair I worked within an, an incredible hairstylist Katrina Gallo out of Sydney to create the signature styles and she created the training platform um around the consistent kind of signature looks that we serve up and so I really needed to lean on her and I lean on my management team around recruitment and making sure that we we're delivering that incredible service every single day um to every guest so the hair thing that has to that's the product and that that obviously has to be driven by experts. Um, for the design, I lent on 
um, my one of my closest and oldest friends, Lauren Foy, who's in a really talented, superb interior designer for texture. Um, they're based in Melbourne and she created the whole look and feel of the blow. And I'm incredibly grateful for what she did because, I mean, Harper's Bazaar just said that it was arguably the most beautiful salon in Australia, um, which, you know, gives me a lot of joy. Um, the space was so important because we wanted guests to feel so comfortable and to feel like they were being transported somewhere really special beyond the day to day. And I didn't want it to look like a hair salon. So um, Lauren really delivered there. Um, but I guess in terms of my strengths and what I bring into the business every day, I think the biggest piece for me and the kind of advice that I try to give people is strategy. I'm an incredibly strategic person and I don't think that you can build a business, um, particularly not a marketing strategy, a, a marketing platform without a strategy. So what I mean by that is really understanding who you are, what you stand for, because if you don't stand for anything, you're not going to stand out, what your point of difference is, what you're offering, what kind of product you're offering, and then thinking about how you're going to amplify that message in a really unique uh, way. So I basically it all comes back down to me to the DNA of the brand, which is from a very um, disciplined LVMH kind of training where they really believe that um, every single brand on the planet has a unique DNA and the ones who do it well are the ones that stand out. It's the blood running through the veins um, of the, of the brand, but it's also a really great guiding stick to help you identify or help you answer any question that you might have about the business. So it's you look to the DNA to help you understand if you say yes to an opportunity or no to a certain um, no to a certain business partner or no to a certain marketing opportunity or yes to hiring this new person or no to hiring a new person. Um, it all comes back to the DNA. So with the blow, we're all around good hustle. We're all around um, being feminine fierce and having a strong feminist angle we uh, serve up signature looks that turn heads and give guests a lot of confidence uh, we also really align ourselves as I said with um, with share the dignity so we want to go bigger and so when I look at building up the brand and our opportunities I always look back to the DNA so that was a really good learning for me um, and yeah, something, something that I carry with me. And then I think as well, um, it's, you need to be like quite a, quite well-rounded because every day, like I'm doing payroll, which I never thought that I would have to do and kind of paying invoices and, you know, looking at schedules and stuff. And then next minute I'm doing Insta stories or, you know, on a, podcast and that's been a really exciting piece but none of it is something that you can prepare for if you don't have that background so you just kind of have to learn on the job and um and hustle and know that no task is either too big or too small you just have to get your hands really dirty and you just have to work really hard and be resilient when the highs come or the lows come and uh 
Is that how you would define the good hustle? Because I know that's one of your signature phrases. I, yeah. yeah um, absolutely. Like it completely epitomizes everything that the brand is about, about the blow exists for women who are really digging deep. They're channeling true grit. They're getting shit done with grace and determination. Some days are easier than others, you know, but I think that all of our efforts are worth celebrating and it's important for us all to have a commitment to a positive outlook. Um, and I really relate to that, that perfect imbalance um, and the juggle and the bold steps that we particularly as women need to take every day to take on the world. Um, so I've always been a really driven person who takes inspiration and strength from other women. And I think good hustle really, um, epitomizes that better than any other phrase out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it also, it's a word that, uh, for some people can bring up excitement and then for other things, people, they go, Oh, hustle, you know, but the good hustle takes A slightly different take on that word. Yeah, I think hustle, like from an Instagram point of view, I'd say hustle is probably overused a bit, but good hustle. Like it's all about being just positive, getting on with it and celebrating um, celebrating all your incredible efforts, no matter how big or how small in the day. I'm curious to know, this is, this is something that just came up for me. Are you an introvert or are you an extrovert by nature? I'm definitely an extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I was an introvert. I feel like um, I would have more time to think and consider. Um, and I have so much respect for introverts. Um, but no, I'm I'm an extrovert. I'm incredibly comfortable um, in social situations. Um, and I, I do like time by myself. It's not to say that I don't like my own solitude, um, but I don't think anyone would ever be able to describe me as an, as an introvert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Does your team have a balance of introverts and extroverts? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I actually haven't done Myers-Briggs with them. I probably should. That would be an interesting exercise. I did it with my old team at Benefit, and it, you always learn something new about each other and how can better better talk to each other um and support each other so yeah always good to have a balance I definitely believe that yes yes okay so let's talk a little bit about the future because I know you also uh have started something new recently I have (laughs) a little bit of a serial entrepreneur now (laughs) oh no like no not at all I I just see opportunities. Um, so, yeah, the blow, the, the future for the blow is expansion and mm. doing more and more events. So we're looking at expansion, but as I kind of said with the lease, it's an incredibly um, committed and scary thing to have to sign a lease. And so I'm not signing one in a new location until it's perfect. And I knew when I saw Little Collins Street that it was right. Um, and I really believe that you expand either for money or ego. And I'm not necessarily convinced that I need either of those right now. But at the same time, so many people are begging for the blow to come to Sydney and Brisbane and Adelaide and Perth. And that's definitely in the plans for the blow. Um, It was always in the the vision. So it's just waiting to find the right location and then jumping in. Um, And then, yeah, I started um, another business um, 
last month with um, a close friend, Kate Casey. It's an online baby um, retailer called The Memo, which is all around um, serving up beautiful baby goods, only the stuff that you need, none of all of the extra crap in a really feel-good tone because we found that um, the when you find out you're, that you're pregnant, all of a sudden you have to buy all the stuff, but there's so many opinions, there's so much noise and there's so much choice. So, so what Kate has done, it was Kate's idea and she has two children of her own, is to create this list, this edit of only 270 products rather than, you know, 10,000, um, which is only the best. It's been reviewed, it's been curated, it's been rated, um, trusted, loved, adored, and uh, we sell that all on an online store. Amazing. Yes, I've heard many a times, I don't have children yet myself, but the dreaded oh no not another trip to baby bunting <laughs> baby bunny yeah yeah <laughs> that's it that's it and it should be a really exciting time for parents um and they're spending a lot of money and it should feel good mm-hmm. and you should feel really excited and confident with your purchase that you're getting exactly um what what is right for you and your lifestyle and so that's where we come in amazing amazing and I'm hoping uh, in the future that we also have another woman uh, that connected us, and that's Sarah Fritz, who yes, yes, the yes. Uh, creator with her husband of Yes Queen. I would love to for you to share what your involvement with Yes Queen is, how you know Sarah, and what's what you're really excited about. You guys are running it. You both are running an event together. Yeah, in December. Yeah, I just I. This, Sarah Fritz is pure magic. Um, I I actually still haven't met her because she was being a digital nomad all of this year and we connected by Instagram and the minute that I saw her, I felt her energy and I really respect what she's trying to do, um, which is all around creating um, a happier uh, workplace environment for everyone. Um, it's They've got a really big focus on wellness and an anti-bullying message and they're trying to get more and more businesses on board, committed, pledged to the Yes Queen mission. And um, so I signed up the blow instantly and because it was just, I mean, it just makes sense. It makes business sense. It makes cultural sense. Um, and it makes a lot of sense um, for me personally. Um, I wouldn't want to go to work for, I, I couldn't imagine going to work in a place where I didn't feel safe or I didn't feel supported or excited or happy to be there. Um, so yeah, we, we are committed to Yes Queen and anything that I can do to support Sarah and her business, I will, um, her not business, her not-for-profit organization. Um, so, you know, I guess my goal for them is to help raise more and more awareness, um, and to encourage other businesses to get on board, um, with the Yes Queen mission. And I'm just so excited to meet her. I meet her in next week. Yeah. It's too long. Yeah, we're very lucky. We are very lucky to have her. Yes, I've I've not yet met Sarah either, and it's same thing. It's been an Instagram connection, and it's weird, isn't it, that you feel energy through? I think people's body language and how they come through in photographs is really important. So yeah, yeah. Okay. 
and she has uh, she has amazing integrity too, and I really am a stand for that. Yeah. Uh, she's always been very responsive, and I know that I, I'm pretty sure every time she sees someone buy a Yes Queen jumper, she jumps on and thanks them personally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's huge, that personal touch. So for sure. Yeah, amazing. Well, good luck for that event. That's Thank you. Great. It's been yeah. very goosebumpy, I think. Yes. Yeah. yes. All righty. One last question for you, Phoebe. For anyone that's contemplating a career switch potentially into their own business, as you've done, can you give some parting words of advice? <laughs> yeah, um, oh, gosh. Where do I start? I mean, in the, in the sake of not sounding too irresponsible, I'd say just do it. One thing, um, I spoke to Elise Tran, um, who owns The Daily Edited. She founded The Daily Edited what four or five years ago maybe um and I spoke to her before I started the blow and I was really going around and asking a lot of people just advice and I felt like oh I need to like go and ask this person how they started their business and this person how they started their business so I met with Elise and she was like my advice to you is to stop taking these meetings just do it like just do it you've got the idea you're ready to go. What are you waiting for? And that really stood with me because I felt like I was listening. I felt like I had to do all of this due diligence. Like there was one way of how you start a business, but there's not, you've got to do what's right for you. You've got to trust those instincts. Um, obviously you want to have a business plan. You want to make sure that the numbers stack up. You need to be able to support yourself financially so that you don't have financial stress. The financial stress, if I had financial stress, I think this experience would be an incredibly different and challenging one. And I refuse to live like that. Mm -hmm. So it's important that you determine what your set of values are and how you want to live your life. And you, if you want to start a business, then you need to build it around that and make sure that you're tapping into what makes you happy and what drives you. But at the end of the day, if you've got a business that you're really excited about and the numbers stack up and you feel like you've got the passion to live and breathe it every single day to be able to think about it 24 hours a day to be able to wake up at 3am and jot an idea down because you can't shake it. Once it's there, it's there. Like it's tied to your, tied to your ankle. Um, you then just do it. How good. What have you got to lose? Just a bit of money. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What you'll learn might be far greater, um, you know, emotionally or personally than what you might lose financially. Oh, 100%. And with a big shrug and her hands up in the air. I don't know. Yeah. And and how often do we hear about the people that have gotten to the, the you know, quote, financial success? It's not saying that you need to necessarily do this, but there's plenty of people out there that have done really crazy stuff and survived it multiple times. Often. Yeah. And I think um, when you put it in perspective of your own life, it's um, it's always going to be worth doing it than not doing it. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing that um, that's always interesting is, you know, when people say, you're killing it, you're killing it. And it's like, yeah, well, you're not seeing that 
you know, how I'm feeling, you know, doing payroll at 11 p.m. on a Sunday night or you're not seeing what happens when X, Y, and Z. So I think, like, don't get too caught up in the whole Instagram thing as well and think, like, oh, it's just, like, the best, the idea of owning my own business. Like, don't get carried away with that because it is really fucking hard, but um, it's incredibly rewarding as well. Yes, and that's such good advice because I often say to the women that I work with as well, let's help you to love all parts of your business because if you really want to be in this, there's going to be things that you don't want to do. And um, and, and what kind of lifestyle do you want? If, if you want a lifestyle business, then making X amount of dollars probably isn't your goal. Yeah. It's, it's so I think um, you're spot on. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, this has been such a good conversation. I am so thankful for your time, Phoebe. Thank and you, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, you're so welcome. And I'm very excited for everybody to hear this. And if anyone that's listening is living in Melbourne and can experience the blow, get yourself along. Get yourself along to any of their events as well because uh, they too will uh, blow your mind. Excuse the pun. But (laughs) I'm pretty sure you get 10,000 puns a day. <laughs> cool. All righty, Phoebe. We'll leave it there. Thank you Thanks, so much, Ruby. Thank okay. you. You have everything you need to create the change you desire. All you need to do is see the possibility. Hey there. If I could say this one sentence to your face right now, would you believe me? Pages of Possibility is a daily journaling practice and it is the very thing that allowed me to believe those words more than anything. So before you go, my love, I want to make sure that you get your hands on this super simple tool. If you're feeling a little stuck about your work, your career or a dream you have, Pages of Possibility has the power to get you unstuck in minutes. With every small action you complete from your journal, your confidence grows tenfold. You attract new opportunities and you have the support you need to make the change happen. Be the woman who moves towards her dreams. Download your free Pages of Possibility journal by heading to rubymarsh.com right now.